I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to be talking about the split between black and white evangelicals. Always has been a split there, but before the election of Donald Trump, a lot of white evangelical churches were reaching out to African Americans, welcoming them into their churches, trying to integrate the election of Donald Trump has somewhat reversed that trend and opened up a new schism between blacks and whites who would call themselves evangelicals. We're going to have a really interesting conversation with a New York Times reporter who has written about this as well as an associate professor of theology who has left the white majority church where she had been on staff. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation. It'll get started at right about half past the hour. Up front, though, this week, U.S. Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos was unable to account for Michigan's poor education performance in an era of statewide school choice policies that were pushed by DeVos and her cohorts. DeVos gave an odd interview with CBS News Magazine 60 Minutes to discuss her tenure thus far as the head of the Department of Ed. Here's DeVos speaking with journalist Leslie Stahl. We should be funding and investing in students, not in school, school buildings, not in institutions, not in systems. And okay, but it, what so about it should the kids be, who are back at the school? It's not working. What about if, those kids? Well, in places where there have been where there is a lot of choice that's been introduced, um, Florida, for example, the studies show that when there's a large number of students that opt to go to a different school or different schools, the traditional public schools, actually, the results get better as well. Now, has that happened in Michigan? Where in Michigan? This is your home state. Michigan, yes. Well, there's lots of great options and choices for students Have here. Have the public here. schools in Michigan gotten better? Uh, I don't know. Overall, I, I can't say overall that they have all gotten better. The whole and, state is not doing well. Well, there are certainly lots of pockets where the, the, the students are doing no, well. But your and argument that if you take funds away, uh, that the schools will get better is not working in Michigan, where you had a huge impact and influence over the direction of the school system here. I hesitate to talk about all schools in general because... Schools are made up of individual students attending them. The public schools here the, the, are the doing worse than they did. Michigan schools need to do better. There is no doubt about it. Have you seen the really bad schools? Maybe try to figure out what what they're doing. I have not. I have not. I have not intentionally visited schools that are underperforming. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe I should. Yes. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that little exchange there between Betsy DeVos and Leslie Stahl. But one of the things that I want to point out first is the lie that DeVos tells right at the beginning of that clip. And it's a lie that has been told here in the state of Michigan for 20 years. Charter schools here were sold on the idea that they would create more choice for students in districts like Detroit where schools were struggling. But the second half of the promise of charter schools always was that they would make other public schools better, that the competition introduced by charter schools would force public schools to up their game and do better by their students. You heard Betsy DeVos repeat that lie there and say that it's worked in Florida. We can talk a little later about whether that has been true or not in the state of Florida. But then Leslie Stahl asks her, well, 
has that happened here in the state of Michigan? And if you were watching that interview on Sunday on 60 Minutes, you could see the shock on Betsy DeVos's face when she asked that question. And her tone changes and the rhetoric that she involves in the conversation at that point changes as well. She starts talking about individuals rather than schools. She starts talking about the idea that you can't necessarily assign blame or credit to schools, that you have to deal with individual kids. That is an incredible, incredible duplicity that was indulged by the Secretary of Education during that interview. Uh, Then, of course, she says at the end, she has not intentionally visited schools that are underperforming, admitting, for instance, that Betsy DeVos has really never been inside the schools that she has criticized so harshly for the last 25 years here in the state of Michigan. She's never been inside the Detroit schools that she says we ought to close down in favor of charter schools that are just a little bit better. After 20 years, after 20 years and more than a billion dollars a year being diverted out of public schools into charter schools, um, uh, we're just a little bit better in, in charter schools. And she says we ought to bet the farm on that and close down public schools. That's where we want to begin the public con- the, the conversation here on Detroit Today, uh, talking about Betsy DeVos, talking about public schools and charter schools, and talking about why the Secretary of Education, who has spent a lot of her own money and whose family has spent an awful lot of money supporting the charter experiment here in the state of Michigan, why she can't answer basic questions about school performance in this state or why she won't answer basic questions about school performance in this state. Joining us to help frame out that conversation is Chastity Pratt-Dossie. She's a reporter at Bridge Magazine, has covered education issues for many years here in Michigan. Chastity, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Detroit. Yeah. And as always, we want to hear from you. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Call and uh, tell us what you think about the state of Michigan's education system right now. Should it be uh, a warning to the rest of the country of the policy supported by Betsy DeVos, or is that a bridge too far? What are the culprits in the dire Uh, picture for Michigan public schools. And call and tell us what you think about the Secretary of Education's answer about school performance here in Michigan. Was she demurring when she answered Leslie Stahl the way she was, or was she just out and out lying? Does she really know what the effect of charter schools has been here in the state of Michigan on public schools, and she just didn't want to say? Or is she really not aware of the, the well, uh, is she not aware of the damage? Come that has on, been Stephen. To, I'm, trying to, I'm trying, to be, trying to be fair here. Uh, is, is she really not aware of what, what has happened? So, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Chastity Pratt-Dossie, uh, you have already jumped into the conversation <laughs> here. I'll let you, I'll let you continue. <laughs> what do you think is the answer to that question? Well, you know what? Um, it's interesting. Uh, Bridge Magazine, we're going to have a solution summit next week in Detroit around education. And I've been saying for years and years and years, uh, and this is about Michigan in particular, you're not going to solve the problem if you don't acknowledge the problem. Right. 
And, um, you know, when test scores come back poorly, what do we see? We see those who do poorly saying it's not us, it's the test. When, um, you know, the uh, choice uh, program movement or whatever doesn't come up with the results that they promised 20 years ago, you see another pivot saying, well, we never said it was going to make everything better. Mm -hmm. We never said that these would be successful schools, just optionals or just options to traditional schools. So when when things don't go the way that are promised or planned, there's this pivot. And that's what we're seeing right here. What we're not seeing is an acknowledgement of the problem. The problem, um, and if you, <laughs> it's funny, if you look on Bridge Magazine's website today, bridgemi.com, we, um, Ron French and, and Mike Wilkinson came up with this great idea. Well, Betsy DeVos, if you don't know what's going on with the Michigan we'll schools, show we'll show you. Here's a little cheat sheet for you. Mm-hmm. Here are the test scores of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you, again, you have to acknowledge the problem before you can solve it. Right. And she 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 stood in front of the whole United States of America on, on TV and basically said, I don't know what's going on in my home state where I have basically changed the entire educational landscape. Yeah. Well, here's what's going on. We're dead last in, in on the nation's report card. Dead last in fourth grade reading. Dead last as far as progress made. Other states are passing us up. And this has all happened in the last 20 years as choice has ramped up and proliferated, especially in the city of Detroit. Yeah. And that that's something that she knows. But when you when that that narrative, that truth doesn't sound um, very good and it doesn't reflect well on you, you pivot. And so um, if we want in Michigan to get away from this dead last stance in America. We have to first off acknowledge that we are dead last. You have people in the suburbs who will say, oh, I agree with Betsy. It's those pockets. It's those rural areas where kids um, don't go to school. It's those urban areas where kids don't go to school and don't do well. Well, no, guess what? It's every... It's everywhere. Everywhere. And there is a resistance to that. You have these middle class and affluent school districts. I know because my kids go to one (laughs) and (laughs) where the parents send their kids to school and then what they send them to Kumon to Sylvan to tutoring for the ACT and then when those kids score well the school district gets the credit well guess what those parents paid <laughs> for a lot of those scores a lot of uh, added assistance there on right? top of getting 10 and twelve thousand dollars per student 50 to 60 percent more than the urban districts so there has to be an acknowledgement uh, in Detroit in Michigan with the United States Secretary of Education that there is a statewide problem that goes from every little white kid all the way to every Every little brown and black kid in the state of Michigan. Yeah. You know, what surprised me again about that interview was the surprise that was evident on her face when Leslie Stalk went back at her and she didn't let it go. Is this well, is this true in Michigan? You're saying this is true in Florida where, you know, charter schools, first of all, look very different in Florida than Mm -hmm. they do in Michigan. You can't just go and open a school and have no accreditation or no track record. I mean, there's a lot of approval uh, that has to take place before you before you start a charter school in in Florida. But her point that somehow this had lifted the fortunes of of public schools is part of the sell that we were given here and that people give around the country about charter schools. Leslie Stahl was 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 ready with that redirect to say, "Hey, how come his you know if this is true, what does Michigan look like? And it was as if it was as if DeVos had never contemplated that she would be asked that question. And that's why I think I wonder at least a little bit how much she actually knows about what performance looks like. This is someone who doesn't go to public schools that are struggling. And she admitted that during the interview. This is somebody who's not spent any 
quality time in schools as an instructor right. or but, but wait, but even wait. as a counselor. So maybe she doesn't really know what the effect has been. Maybe, and again, this idea of belief. I, I have always said that what drives DeVos and the other staunch charter advocates in this in this state is belief. It's it, it's it's absolutely about ideology and their understanding that uh, that that something that is uh, dealt with in a, uh, you know in uh, the private sector is always better than the public sector. Right, but again, the the facts don't bear that out as far as they what don't. we're dealing with here in Michigan. If you look at the data, if you look at the statistics, you look at the test scores. For all of the years that school choice has proliferated in the state of Michigan with limited accountability compared to other school um, states, there has not been an improvement. There has no. been a drastic decline statewide and most especially in Detroit where charter schools proliferate. Mm-hmm. In, in Detroit right now, what, what, what Detroit public schools, less than 2% of fourth graders were proficient in science. A few miles to the north in West Bloomfield, one of the wealthiest high-achieving districts in the state, just over half of third graders were proficient in English language arts. That tells you the kids in West Bloomfield aren't doing very well, but kids in Detroit are doing way worse. And there is a huge amount of choice that's being exercised in Detroit. So it's not lifting that boat. It's sinking that boat right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what the facts bear out. But I want to go back to um, one of the the other um, points about, you know, um, belief and and, and (laughs) – Look, the Republicans and the the president have for years said we don't need a Department of Education. Mm-hmm. We don't need a U.S. Department of Education. So the question I have is, do you really believe they would put someone in charge of this education department who could make it better or prove the point that we don't need one? Yeah. Because she's not experienced in public education. She's never been a, a, a principal, a teacher, or any of those things. And that's very um, different from most of the people, not all, but most of the people who've headed that department. She had no real uh, experience in education at all. And that's who they put in charge of a department that they've said for years they wanted to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. It tells you a lot. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Chastity pratt Dossy. She's a reporter with Bridge Magazine. She has covered education for many years here in Michigan. We're talking about Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos and the interview she gave on 60 Minutes over the weekend talking about schools around the country, talking about the effect of charter schools and choice on public schools. She didn't have a lot of answers when Leslie Stahl asked her about that effect here in Michigan, where DeVos and her family have spent millions and millions of dollars propping up the arguments for charter schools, propping up the idea of charter schools being protected from the same oversight that public schools have. Why didn't DeVos have answers for Leslie Stahl? Why didn't she know what the effect has been on public schools by charter schools in the state of Michigan. Do you believe that she didn't know or just that she didn't want to say? Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Lots of folks already queued up to talk about this. Uh, Sheriff on Twitter says, DeVos fumbling to answer basic questions about education makes me ashamed and embarrassed. Who could think defending, defunding public schools will improve their performance? Josh on Facebook says, the problem is not that she stumbled. It's her agenda to destroy public education. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones to talk live with us, or you can go to Twitter or Facebook 
and we'll get your comments uh, involved here in the conversation. Let's go to Michael in Ferndale. Michael, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thank you so much. Um, I have just a couple of comments and then a question. Um, I'm from Grand Rapids originally, so I knew Mrs. DeVos and her husband um, through some social connections, but nothing formal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that she owns a company called K-12, which is an online school, or her husband and them have an investment firm that pays for that. So I know that she has some knowledge of how for-profit education works. However, specifically with Detroit, does Mrs. DeVos understand how Detroit students receive money for being a student in Detroit and how that money is carried over into a private charter education system? And what is that impact on Detroit? I think you may have addressed part of this question, but I live in Ferndale where we have three or four different areas, part of Detroit, um, south of 8 Mile, coming into our district. And those students are receiving a different quality class education than they would if they were living in a Detroit charter school. And especially with Mayor Duggan's State of the City speech last week, I think that there's some questions about how to maintain that money for our students. And if she's going to take that money away, does that lower my taxes? What happens to my taxes? Are they not going to the students in my neighborhood that deserve it the most? Uh, th- those I'd are be interested to know that. Those are those right. are great questions, so, Michael. Go ahead, Chastity. So um, a lot of people don't understand that charter schools are public schools. And when a student chooses a public school, then the funds that that student would have gotten in the traditional public school district will follow that child to the charter school. And that's why you've seen with the proliferation of charter schools in and around Detroit, you've seen so many school closures because so many students left the school district thinking, oh, this this bright and new and shining charter school is going to be better. Well, mm-hmm. we know um, the money left with the kids, school closures uh, just basically decimated the district. And um, the charter schools after 20 years are only a sliver better, which the it begs the question, are you really doing well in if you are only a sliver better than the worst performing school district in the nation right. after 20 years of promising improvements. Um, and, and again, I, I, I just got to I got to do this. <laughs> I got to do this right here. <laughs> okay. I got to do this because information is important. So um, to Betsy DeVos and anyone who doesn't know uh, and on the M step statewide program, um, M step statewide test last year, white students were 58 proficient in 2014, 15 and only 52% last year. Mm. Okay, it's not just pockets. Right. She said there's pockets. No, right. no, no. It's every kid. It's not just the poor kids, not just the black kids. Only 52% of white students were proficient on the M-STEP last year. And and that's that's not where we're, that's not trending in the right direction when that's downward. Right, right. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I think makes it very difficult to talk about this, this issue in any sort of rational way uh, is the is the the inability on I think the charter advocate side to deal with the nuance or the complication. What we hear from them constantly is, well, charter schools are doing better than public schools. They're doing better, and they have all kinds of ways to slice the the apple to sort of show that these scores are better than what you have in in public schools, but. You have to put that in larger context, and that's what you're trying to do there is is to say that all of the schools are performing poorly. And worse than years in past. And worse than than they used to. And even if charter schools are performing slightly better than schools in Detroit or schools uh, around the state, they're still not – I mean, it's almost like saying bragging – 
that uh, you got a D. There you go. When <laughs> someone else got, got an F. F. <laughs> well, you're both doing pretty badly. I'm uh, trying to tell you. And that's not what that's not the goal for anyone. That's, that's uh, not. And, and it's really hard to get the DeVosses. It's really hard to get the lobby that they have propped up with lots of money over the last 20 years to really talk about things in those terms. You have to acknowledge a problem before you can solve it. And the problem is a statewide public education problem here in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Jim in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Jim, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, good morning. Uh, I wanted to ask your guest, I, the case you're making, obviously everybody w- would probably agree with that. Um, I grew up in the, in the Detroit area, uh, I'm 50 now. My entire life, I've seen what exists of the Detroit education system continue to deteriorate. What what is what are the answers? What is the roadmap to creating a successful educational system in the city of Detroit? Because nobody seems to nobody seems to know that. I, I agree with you. I'm 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 pretty I think we sure we lost you there, Jim. Go I'm ahead. pretty sure um, there have been uh, enough discussions about this for people to know what it's going to take. It's going to take an infusion of money, mm-hmm. which is something that's hard to. Uh, we saw it a year, well, almost two years ago, just a huge argument over the state paying for a financial deficit that the state created in Detroit Public right. Schools. So to say that this school district is going to need a huge infusion of cash is going to be a hard conversation. Look at Boston Public Schools. Boston Public Schools are like performing way better than Detroit, way better than the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. But they, they put a lot of money into that. And more money goes in the city of Boston to schools and districts that have more poverty, right? Poor kids get more money from the state for education than because they're poor. wealthier districts because they're poor. And and that's not a discussion that that's been a non-starter here. Giving more money, giving more money to poor kids, giving, um, you know, exceeding um, the current per pupil foundation by two, three fold. That's that's a non-starter here. And and so um, we pretty much know, I mean, come on, they can't even pay teachers comparably in Detroit than they pay them in, in suburban districts. You got two, three hundred um, teacher vacancies in Detroit because they can't recruit because they can't pay teachers. Right. So, I mean, you know, the, the problems are really that basic and they always go back to money. Yeah. Okay. Chastity Pratt-Dossie, reporter with Bridge Magazine, has covered education issues here in Michigan for many years. As always, thanks for joining us here on Detroit Today. Anytime. Up next, some black evangelical Christians are leaving their churches because of politics. We're going to find out why next. And don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you can download the Detroit Today podcast on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back on Detroit Today.